Hi everyone. For this episode of Agitprop Interviews, I had the absolute joy of interviewing someone I've been online connected with for several years, the amazing legend, Eddie Edwards. Now, I have been aware of the Edwards twins because the transformations, I think, are so incredible, not just because the makeup and obviously my transformation background on YouTube, but because they can impersonate the voices while singing. So there's been so many incredible, incredible transformations from Barbara Streisand to Bette Midler. And to speak to Eddie, and I was having a really funny day that day because I'd had to go through a lot of my storage during this lockdown pandemic. So I was going into like a time capsule of an old home. Um, so hopefully it doesn't come across at all in the interview, but I wanted to just give you guys a little bit of the behind the scenes of that just to keep you informed because I want to be transparent with all my stuff on here. It was such an amazing surprise to speak about more than just um, the artistry of performance and transformation, but also to go into things like health because I want to cover all topics and bases on Agitprops. So please, please, please enjoy this episode and I'll link all of the Edwards twins and Eddie's work at the end. Joe, how are you? Hello. Oh my goodness, it's so great to speak to you. It it is so great to speak to you. After all these years, my God, I've been I have been following you on Facebook, um, um, uh, YouTube, for oh my God, um, God, I think it was probably five, six, maybe even seven years. And it's so <laughs> weird. I came across your your thing just by accident. Um, I don't remember how, because I look at a lot of makeup t- tutorials and different things like that. And oh my God, I mean, you are so freaking talented with makeup. It's unbelievable. Oh unbelievable. my God. I am. I mean, you have really, you've really, as an entertainer that's been in the business for over 35 years, you've really inspired me with your uh, makeup. So I just wanted you to know that because I know we in the business we had no idea who it is that we inspire you know and that's the reason why that I'm actually in this business is because I love it so much but I love to be able to inspire other people young people you know different things like like that because you know I came out of the closet when I was 13 years old uh many 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 years ago I'm actually uh, 55 and it was like unheard of back then because uh, I grew up in a very rednecked um, area. So I like to be able to be an inspiration to, you know, young people who actually, you know, are dealing with their sexuality, etc. But anyways, uh, <laughs> you've been you've been a really uh, a huge inspiration to me. And I mean, you are just so talented as a, a makeup artist. It's just amazing 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 what you do oh my god that means so much i've had a bit of a crazy day so that was so touching i'm a bit emotional thank you so much because you oh honey my my (laughs) my 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 pleasure my pleasure you know i'm a very positive happy go lucky person you know i don't allow the you know negative uh things to get me down i mean it's uh it's all about your your um you know, how you process things. That's what I've learned a lot in my life. And, uh, you know, I have a really good processing, you know, um, 
you know, regiment that I do. And that is that, you know, you, anything that comes your way, you have to process it in a positive way. Because if you don't, then, you know, you're going to basically, you know, get depressed, have anxiety, you know, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. So, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for everything that I've been given. You know, I'm, I'm not religious, but I'm extremely spiritual. Yes, you know, and, you know, and, um, you know, I'm just in, um, you know, gratitude every day, every hour of my life and just thankful that I can be 55 years old and still be able to be able to do this and, you know, have a great body and have a great face and (laughs) be able to, you know, keep my voice, you know, and all that stuff and everything. So, you know, that's all thing. So any, anytime you're down, uh, Joe, Call me, and I promise you, I can definitely lift lift you up. Oh my god, that's what I do. <laughs> that would be a pleasure. Listen, I mean, you have my God, you have so much to be proud of. I mean, you you really do, and you know, uh, sometimes you know, I always say it would be so amazing if we could like just get out of our bodies for a little bit and to be able to look at us at a different point of view than what we actually look at, at ourselves. Um, just because, you know, I mean, just with following you online and seeing your gifts and everything, and I'm really good with reading people's, you know, energy and, and uh, aura and all that stuff. And, you know, it, it, it was just you know, your energy and your aura, aura is what really kind of um, made me follow you online because, you know, I'm, first of all, I'm a sucker for anyone who has extraordinary makeup skills. I mean, that's just, <laughs> you know, that's, that's my, that's one of my biggest things. I believe it or not, uh, this is, this is funny. You know, I don't, I don't consider myself to be a great makeup artist. Oh my god, I've got so uh, many questions. I, I've got so many because you're so good. Yeah, well, well, thank you. You know, and I, and again, you know, that's that's what I'm, you know, trying to tell you is that we 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 can't see ourselves in the same light as other people. And you know, it's like, I mean, I look at you, and you know, and I think to myself, oh my god, I mean. He is so amazing with makeup and not only that, but I mean, just your foundation of your face and the way and the the gift that you have that's, you know, spirit source or whatever it is that you happen to call it God or whatever has given you is just amazing. I mean, you are you are physically just absolutely beautiful. You have such an amazing foundation to work with which oh you are God, thank so you. lucky you are so lucky because i don't i mean i have a very manly face as you know guys so i have to really do everything and anything i have to pull out all the tricks <laughs> to be able to make myself look like a woman so you know um you know which is actually you know it's it's kind of good because it gives me you know the opportunity to create you know other other things that i just don't you know, ever thought that that I would create because I first started out with just um, Barbara Streisand and Bette Midler. Those were actually the two that I actually were actually known for. Whatever. Yes, but you as, did it. As, you were scouted after Halloween at Lacage. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Oh my God! Yes, that's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> that's crazy that you actually know that. Of course. Oh God, that's, that's insane. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's actually that's exactly how I started. I started with. The original, the original Lacage, which was even before the Broadway play, um, which was based on the movie in France, which I'm sure you know. Yes. You know, you, you, you know of that or whatever. So um, 
basically what happened with that is the movie was first. And then what happened was there was this guy by the name of Lou Pasiocco who saw the movie and he basically said it would be amazing if we could create a club like that in the States. And so that's actually what he did. He created the actual type of club that was in the movie um, with that. And then, you know, of course, the rest is history. Then came the, you know, the the Broadway play. And then, of course, after that, there was Birdcage with, um, you know, the, the movie with uh, Robin Williams yes. uh, and, and all this stuff. But I'm, I mean, yeah, I mean, I go back pretty far. I'm one of the original cast members. I started with them when I was about probably 17, 18, I think. Okay. Um, you know, when I was, I was like really, really young. And this was, you know, um, early early 80s so that that's how it, it all started in this club I, I don't know if you know that much about Lacage, but it was it was a very high-end four-star um uh, dinner show club where all of the celebrities all of the greats all of the old-time stars would basically come in um have dinner see the show a lot of them would come in to see themselves impersonated like lucille ball you know and um you know um oh my god i can go on on diana ross um you know anita baker um uh whitney houston you know all that stuff it was you know all the greats Mm -hmm. and all the old-time greats so i had the opportunity when i was young you know it was surreal you know looking in the audience and there was like lucille ball and, you know, um, you know, Estelle Getty and, you know, from the Golden Girls. And yeah. I mean, it just went on and on and on and on and on. So, so many people. So that's a little bit of history of Lacage. I was going to ask you, I, I was going to ask you, because you and your brother grew up in California, right? Yes, we did. And yeah. you kind of had this like passion for these shows that were on TV at the time, like the Sonny and Cher show, yeah. the Carol Burnett show and laughing. Yeah. And you'd sneak yeah. off to the NBC building. That's right, exactly. Oh my God, boy, have you done your homework? Of course, of course. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yep, that's that's how it that's how it indeed started. Did yep. you always have like a fascination with celebrity and like how people became a performer or a showman or or something? Was that always something that was interesting to you, you individually? Always. Okay, all, all, always, always. Um, you know, when I, I, I mean, ever since I you know, could, you know, dream or whatever. I always, my brother and I were always doing skits. We were always doing, you know, fun stuff, you know, together. We had the most amazing imagination. Um, And, um, you know, that uh, imagination had a lot to do with what it was that we watched on TV. So basically we lived literally in the heart of where all of the you know, TV shows were filmed, you know, um, you know, Sonny and Cher, the Cobra Nutshell. Now, I don't know if you know this, but my uncle Jack was a regular on the Sonny and Cher show. He was also, yep. He was also the voice of of the announcer on Sonny and Cher. So the one who says, ladies and gentlemen, Sonny and Cher. That was, (laughs) that was our uncle Jack. So when we were little, we, he would take us on the set of the Sonny and Cher show. So we were there all the time and people loved us because we were we were absolutely identical at, at that time. You couldn't tell us apart. And our thing was we even at that age, we basically were in, you know, doing our, you know, impersonation of stars in different things like that. So people found us really cute, really adorable, you know, all that stuff. So we kind of, in a sense, we kind of grew up on the, the Sunny and Cher show, mm. you know, of course I 
I didn't, it didn't really dawn on me how big Cher was. I mean, she was just kind of like a, um, you know, like someone that my uncle worked with. But as I got older and, you know, realized, you know, um, you know, who she was and all this stuff, that's when, you know, it all kind of makes sense. And then we started to do a lot of skits and different things like that. And we would, so the, the, the people who wrote a lot of those skits, like from the Sunday Share show, the Carol Burnett show, they lived right down the street from us. So we would basically see the skits on on the TV. We would tape them with a cassette recorder, and we would basically duplicate them verbatim. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean verbatim. We could literally write things down and be able to memorize them. And then these writers would come over and literally watch us do skits that they actually wrote. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, do you yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think like this is probably a bizarre question, but I'm going to ask it no, anyway. You can, ask, you can ask me anything you want. Okay. I'm open to everything and anything. So, because you're a twin and and you and Anthony, is it, am I saying Anthony or Anthony? I always have to check. Uh, Anthony. 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 Yes, because I don't want to yeah. say it wrong because I I'm, it's very particular. I know, but um. <laughs> When you, like, have a twin and you can see someone that kind of looks, like, very similar to you, is it, like, almost like a double reassurance thing? You're like, oh, my God, if they're doing a good job, that means I can do a good job. Because you kind of are, like, seeing yourself from someone else's point of view, but it's actually not you. Does that make any sense? <laughs> it does. It does. And um, basically, um, uh, yes um, to your question, but let me ex- let me go into detail a little bit so you can kind of understand yes so when people ask how it is to be a twin i always basically say well i never really knew any other way i always knew that i had a twin and i always you know so we were very close but one thing about twins we were always in competition with each other especially as we got older not so much when we were younger when we were younger we were more like just playmates and we were extremely close and, you know, and, you know, we were just kind of like that, that, that duo to, together, you yes. know, um, playmates. Well, as we got older, as we got older, it started to be more of a competition thing, different things like, like that. Um, and I tend to have been a little bit more. I guess you can say probably, um, you know, I hate to say an older soul, but I th- I believe I'm a, I'm an older soul, soul than my brother just because I was the one who basically was always the one to basically be the guinea pig and, um, and do things before he would do them. You know, he would, he would go and I would actually, um, I, I, like, I was in show business, I mean, professionally in show business before he was. Yes, because he um, became a police officer, right? He was a police officer, um, but my brother had a very hard time finding himself because um, we both, both of us are gay. And this is when it gets really, really com- complicated, but I'm going to go into it so you can kind of have a, a little bit of a, a background and I'll do it as quick as I can because it really could be turned into a, a, a long story. So, <laughs> I like the stories. So, I like the stories. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so my brother and I, basically, um, I I always knew that I 
was attracted to men ever since I was about probably nine years old. And I always would find ways and different things like that throughout high school to like basically, you know, play around with other guys on this. I didn't, I didn't know that it was sex back then, but it was just something that just came naturally to me. So I did that a lot ever since I remember, ever since I was nine years old, where my brother was completely different. He was, I don't know what his journey was, but he wasn't at that, at that journey at, at, at all in, at, at that point in his life. I really was, uh, I mean, we were both, we, we went through puberty very early. I think we went, went through puberty when we were about probably 10 or 11. Okay. I mean, very early in, 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 in life. So the hormones started to, you know, and all this stuff. So I always, you know, kind of, I don't know how I found myself in these situations, but I guess as you're growing <laughs> up, you're kind of trying to find your way sexually, whatever. So I actually, you know, di- um, you know, was, was in touch with my sexuality more so than my brother. Well, I came out of the closet when I was about 14 years old um, to basically my parents and everybody. Um, I had, you know, gay friends, you know, and all that stuff. And, you know, I just thought to myself, listen, I don't want to live a lie. Um, I like to be as truthful as I can. This is who I am. And that's it. Of course, I never knew that there would be repercussions on other people. I just figured, well, you know, uh, what, what's going to be wrong with me being honest? Yes. Well, this was in high school and this was in Tucson, Arizona, where it was very, 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 very redneck. And especially at the school, I mean, there were nobody that was really, you know, gay people called each other faggot and whatever, but that was just, you know, but it was gay. So I basically, I told the school that I was gay. Well, let me tell you something. My brother, oh my God. I mean, he, it was, it was awful for him because he, of course, knew that he was gay, but he was not ready to come out of the closet, nor did he want to because we were raised very religiously. We were born into a uh, Southern Baptist Pentecostal holy, which is like just, I mean, basically you're, you're going to burn in hell for the rest of your life. If you're yes. dead, blah, blah, blah. You know how it is. So anyways, but, um, you know, as, as time went on with that, um, I actually, with the re- religious stuff, I got over that. It took me a while, but I got over it and I educated myself. Well, what happened was, um, I wanted to be able to get out, get out of high school as quick as I could because I wanted to start my career. So I basically lived myself as an openly gay man from when I was 14, 15 years old. And it basically killed my brother. I mean, killed him because, you know, he wasn't out or whatever. So it made it kind of difficult to, for him. But, you know, I was fine. But and that caused problems with him and I. I see, I see, because that, yeah. I guess, yes. like, you also sang in a more feminine style from what I've I've read in interviews, that like you had a higher tone to your voice, so it was, yes. was it kind I of always, like a... I always yeah. seemed to have a higher, I mean, when I was, when I was young, uh, all the way up to, um, God, even when I, it was so weird, even when I was in my, you know, late 20s, I always had a very 
feminine, high-pitched voice where <laughs> I would always be mistaken as women, you know, all, all this stuff. It wasn't until I started to learn to basically use my voice that I basically could product, um, you know, that I could uh, basically um, during my regular life or whatever, learn to lower my voice a little bit so I didn't come off so gay because there was a lot of situations that I was put into throughout my life where I had to basically hide my sexuality for several different reasons, uh, you know, different things like that. You yes. know? So, so I didn't want to come off as a very feminine guy because my brother and I, my brother is up, up to, to, to this. He is a devout, devout born again Christian. Okay. Has, has, has always been. And that's fine. We struggled with that for a long, long time. And he ridiculed me for a long, long time, but we're over that. We're beyond that or, or whatever. But our act basically for the longest time, we had to basically, I had to kind of hide my sexuality a little bit. Not that if I, if I was ever asked by anyone, I would basically tell them, but I couldn't, I couldn't um, be feminine. I couldn't be, you know, very, very feminine as a guy because um, it just wouldn't have been a good thing for our image as identical twins because we were trying to get into a heterosexual market. Yes. Because gay people, if we were to rely on gay people to come see our show, we would be broke because gay people don't want to spend $100 to see a show. That's so yeah, true, so true. I've got loads of questions I wrote down about this because I thought like you're the you've been on like news channels that are Republican kind of bias oh, yeah. to advertise oh, yes. the show, oh, and I, yes. I was yep. always interested in that because I think like people. I think my generation, firstly, they don't look into their history. They don't know what came before them. And it's really infuriating to be in my 20s yeah. and not able to like have a convo with some of my age about things that I'm inspired by from before. But people don't, they think the drag race machine is a successful <laughs> machine. And I, I've always told people, you have absolutely no idea what you're talking about and how money's made in, in like bigger styles yeah. and this. And I would, I would, I was going to ask you a little bit about that, but now I kind of see that it was almost like strategic to get into that yeah. sort of Vegasy performancey yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, because, and some of the because, people you impersonate are also like known for that sort of crowd as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we, I mean, we fought. Oh my God, Joe, we fought for years to be get able to get out of that stereotype of quote unquote drag queen gay. Um, you know, um, you know, uh, transsexual, transvestite, you know, call it whatever it is that, you know, there's been several names for it as I grew up, because when we first started, nobody would touch our show because I was a man that dressed as a woman. And in their in their belief system, you know, not judging them, but in their belief system, they basically thought it was a gay drag show. Yeah. So. Um, so as, as time went on, we really had to pay our dues and we really had to, you know, and, uh, we started, we actually started our act, believe it or not, working in, uh, gay bars, uh, throughout the United States. And basically, so what happened was when we were in Vegas, we basically left Vegas and we went on the road. Our destination was, was Florida. Um, and we worked every gay bar that we could get 
from uh, from Las Vegas to Florida just to be able to just, you know, pay our bills and to be able to, you know, keep. Once we got to Florida, then we started working for the head mob of Boston, the head mob <laughs> guy of Boston. He had discovered basically me first, and then I gave him a videotape of my brother and I, and he said, I want to definitely see if I can do something with your show. Now, he had hotels in both Florida and Boston in Massachusetts and all over that he wanted to present our act, but he wanted to see it first to make sure that it wasn't a gay act or whatever. So we went to Florida and when we the when we started working for him, the first show that we did, he was like, okay, so I like everything, but there's a few things that we have to tweak and blah, 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 and all that stuff. Because you have to realize, I grew up in Las Vegas with uh, Lacage and Kenny Kerr, with Frank Marino and Kenny Kerr. Yes. And basically, all my monologue that I did was all basically adult sexual overtones, different things like that. I was doing Kenny Kerr and Frank Marino stuff, which were which was brilliant. And it was great for a certain type of community. But for the high class, well to do conservative Jewish people and Italians, (laughs) you know, it just was not it was not what. I should, uh, you know, be doing. So no. <laughs> we had to basically re- rearrange all that or, or, or what, what, whatever. So that's kind of how we pretty much got into mainstream. Now, there's a lot of stuff that went on before regarding people still not, not wanting our act and all this stuff. But that's primarily pretty much how we got started into that. And that's why I had to work on my image as, you know, being a um, not-so-feminine guy and pulling myself off. As, and believe me when I tell you, I don't hide my sexuality off. If someone comes up to me and someone asks me, I will not lie to them. But there's just a persona that you have to be able to deal with when you're dealing with these big executives and all this stuff. They don't want to be dealing with a feminine um, screening queen, if you know what I mean. That, yeah, it's so, so true. And I've been fighting for so long because I feel like the my for my age group and the things that I wanted to do um with my career I've either had to play the part of this sort of everyday boy in makeup to get yep. the mainstream approach or I have to uh, be a drag queen or yep. I have to be a full transsexual woman who's had operations yes. and petitions for social justice and it's like where is there an opportunity for people actually to take me seriously for the things I've accomplished rather than trying to niche yep. me into a strange box and you have to wear all the hats at all times <laughs> You, you do. And, and and I'm sure as you came to notice in time, this is the thing, unfortunately, with people. They have to put you in a category yeah. <laughs> just because that's their belief system, you see. And, you know, the thing is, it took me a while to be able to learn this and understand this. But most of all, not to judge them for it and to be able to look at them at a very loving point of view. And so that's kind of basically what I had determined over the thing, over the, the, the years is that that's just their belief system. That is what, that's the only thing that they know. They have to be able to label you in whatever way it is that uh, requires with their belief system. Yes, yes. And I think the beauty of the the fact you do so many different incredible illusions with your work is that the the fans of people like Miss Streisand and like because you are incredible as Barbara Streisand is, it's unbelievable. And it's not just because you look remarkably like her and your geese. 
but oh my god that when you sing like me- like oh my god it's amazing and it always reminds Thank me because my grandma and um, it that the memory song is was at her funeral and it just sticks in my head because she used to oh. love that song so it's amazing yeah. amazing you, you do her so incredibly thank you thank you so much she's the one that i love more than all all my characters and i think it, uh, overall that's the one that I'm, I'm actually known for you know um just because i just i take barbara at heart um just because i just feel that i'm part of her you know and um don't don't get me wrong i love all the rest of the characters i do but barbara i believe to me is the one that that i res- resonate more more with than any of my characters so how did you possibly glad to sing like her because it's like yeah. she's so incredible and i've watched one of the performances you do that, that you have like the phantom of the opera on one side of your face yes. and barbara on the other and it's like from <laughs> operatic bellows to like this incredible like smooth tone it's like oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah so funny funny story about 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 that and i'll get with uh, the, the voice so what <laughs> happened was this is i was in aruba working for lacage when barbara came out with her album uh, the Broadway album where she did the duet with Michael Crawford, um, yes. which is the, the, the one I do. And um, I basically thought, thought to myself, because when I was in Aruba, you know, I had a lot of time on my hands because the only thing that I really had to do was to show the show at, at night. I was on the island for three, three years. And of course, you know, when you're on an island for three, three years you prevent you try to prevent yourself from getting island fever so you basically try to be able to do as much as you can to keep yourself busy and use your imagination yes yeah, like we're doing in lockdown <laughs> yeah exactly right right um so what happened was i thought to myself wow would this not be amazing if i could be able to go <laughs> and to be able to create uh, half Barbra Streisand on one side, half Michael Crawford on the other from Phantom of of the Opera. And I thought about this, and I had this friend of mine who basically um, was basically someone who was trans, who basically um, was, I'm, I mean, this this person has had the, you know, has gone through the whole change and all this stuff. Still, I mean, not, not the operation, but lives... Uh, lives his, uh, her, her life is, is a woman and all, yes. and all this stuff and everything and is extremely talented. Anyways, I had, I had her create me this, uh, outfit where, um, we did half, half Barbra Streisand on one side, which was the white suit, uh, from the 94 concert. And then on the other side was, uh, from the Phantom of the Opera with the cake. So the, the, um, the, the costume was fabulous. So, um, she also is, and, and as of today, we still have her do our wigs, Maxie, um, because uh, she created me the most amazing wig uh, for that, where she cut it short, uh, uh, spray painted it black on one side, and then, of course, Barbara on the other. So everything was great. And then with the, you know, makeup and, and you know, all this stuff, there was only one problem is on Aruba, if you know anything about Aruba back then, they had nothing. They only had like one store, which was called La, La Linda, which was kind of like, you know, like a, a 70s, um, you know, kind of like a, a 
70s uh what what, what can i uh, uh th- thrift a thrift store and and department <laughs> store all in one so there wasn't really a lot but it but it had a little bit of everything so i thought to myself how the hell am i going to make this this phantom mask <laughs> now this was way before where you could actually buy the mask yes <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't even you couldn't even buy the mask because phantom was big and all that stuff and everything so i thought okay so i was looking around in the store and I came across, I don't know how it got there because it was Aruba, but I came across this hockey mask, okay. <laughs> you know, like a white hockey mask. And I thought, you know, I bet I could probably cut this in half and kind of shape it like the Phantom. And all this <laughs> stuff. And that's, that's exactly what I did. I did. And it actually turned out really well. So, um, so I did that, and then I started doing that on the island. It became a huge, huge success. Now, remember, when you're in Lacage, you have to lip sync. They don't allow you to do anything live at all because that's yes. not what their foyer was. It was it was basically lip sync. So of course I was you know doing that. Well, once I left the island and then started with you know my show, um, I basically did you know the singing live back and forth, which was really difficult because I had never done that before because when I was in Aruba, I was lip syncing, So I never had that challenge. So it really took me a long time to be able to um, be able to, you know, do it, you know, back on stage because there's one part of the, of the, um, the uh, uh, song where I basically, the phantom will put his arm around Barbara's waist and will dip Barbara and Barbara goes all the way back. So I I had to be able to go and to continue to hold a note and sing while I was being dipped. Yes. You know? <laughs> Very difficult. Yes. <laughs> you know. So anyway, so that's that's kind of how that that you know all got started. And that and that of course is a is people just absolutely love that um, that uh, thing. And it's it's gotten you know now now it's it's great. But you know, but um, my brother and I always had the gift of and, and when i say gift i basically that's exactly what it is it is a gift nobody can teach you how to do this you could have the best vocal coaches in the world which we did we studied with a guy by the name of seth seth riggs you might want to google him okay seth riggs seth riggs was literally michael jackson's uh vocal coach whitney houston's i I mean he's worked with every everybody he was in he was in burbank and we studied with him and his wife florence for for you know several years and um but the thing that he was amazed about was that the uncanny ability that we had to be able to literally have such a great ear to where we could just basically hear something and then we could just verbatim you know do it you know? it's amazing um, it's amazing yeah, i i always yeah. like when i when i've seen all your videos like as you update your facebook over the last few years i'm like how do you like there's no like transitional bit between like your chest voice and your head voice it all sounds like seamless yeah. i'm like how does this happen <laughs> that is what i learned from seth oh because wow this is the thing is that it has to be seamless and that is i worked on that for years what is your star sign are you a perfectionist 
Pardon? What's your star sign? Are you like a perfectionist? I'm, I'm Aquarius. Oh, okay, Aquarius. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm Aquarius, but I have like I think I have Gemini rising. Okay. I the yeah. twins, which is which is in, in interesting because I'm a twin. Everything. What what are you? I'm a Taurus. It was just my birthday a few days ago. Oh my god. We, yeah, you and I will get along very well. Tauruses. <laughs> And Aquarians get along so well. Yes, yes. And you're really yeah. into energy. You pick up on me. Because I'm like, I used to be like, um, I don't know. I, I think people used to think I was a Leo because I used to kind of impersonate Leos. I don't know why. But when sure. I think in the last couple of years, because I've sort of like found more grounding in my life and I've become more confident just sharing who I am. I think people now get that I I'm a tourist. <laughs> I noticed that. I noticed that about you in from videos back to when I actually had seen, had started you all the way up <laughs> to, to now. You have such an amazing um, spirit and energy around you and assurance now with the acceptance of yourself than you did back then. So I, I much really, so. I, I, I really, really pick that up. And all, all that is is, is growth. It's, uh, but you're lucky. You're very lucky because... A lot of trans don't are not able to do that. No, it was. I think it was almost like a back. I kind of had to backtrack and go through a second puberty. I know it sounds really strange, but no, I, I, I get it. I, I totally get it. I wasn't. I was living like because I started working when I was fourteen and as a model, and I was living in Tokyo on my own at seventeen, and it was almost like oh my god, Tokyo! I love Tokyo. I was in Tokyo. Loved oh, I know. It. I know. I've been following you. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yeah. Go it's on. an amazing yeah. place, but I think that I was. Because it was even before then, I did my high school education when I was 10 and 11. So I've always wow. been way ahead of my age group. And yes. I was feminine and then I was thrust into this world where it wasn't a bad thing. It was actually praised because I was androgynous as a model when I started. And then yeah. I it never was, a, I never had a normal like socialization, if you know what I mean. Like, no one would ever yes. consider calling me a boy. And I had to find out what it was like to, to have that kind of version of me and I went out there I think when I was about 23 for the first time in boy clothes which was new and once yeah. I did that it was almost like I could rebalance I didn't need to hide that side of me I could be whatever I wanted to be I think mm -hmm. right uh, but also my I have a partner now who is really supportive and doesn't care what I am I think like having someone in your life that kind of gives you that assurance is also a healthy thing <laughs> it, it, it is it is and it, it's so great that you are were able to find somebody uh like that who basically you know you could love and they could love you and that there's no issues with that and that's what that what that's really what basically love is all about unconditional un love because yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know i never you know that's what you know i mean growing up in the, in this in this business and working in the gay clubs as long as i did and everything i it's weird i never ever really looked at anybody as male or female i just looked at them as a person because there were so many um you know um uh, you know people in the gay bars that basically what they were so feminine that you know you re uh, you, you know you just didn't care if they were a guy or a girl yeah. or or what whatever and see back then we didn't have like when we were young we never had you know like a name for now of course it's trans but back then what we called them 
were titty queens. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> that was that was what they were un, un, initially called, you know. And so basically that's kind of what we basically got. And that was, believe it or not, that was acceptable because that's what our slang was and everyone accepted mm-hmm. it. Now, of course, you use that. And oh, my God, I mean, the you know, the, the trans community goes, you know, crazy. Do you, but, um, do you think yeah. that going through so much turmoil as an LGBT person when you were young uh, or you yeah. were more younger than you are now, I should say, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, when you kind of go through like the AIDS crisis and you go through segregation for being gay and like your high school yeah. experience, you become more aware of where people are coming from. You can you learn to tell if someone is being nasty to someone or they're being sarcastic immediately because you've been forced to adapt to situations where that could be a potential danger and you kind of develop an energy reading i i don't think that people can read energy now so they've had to reinvent the wheel in some regards to these labels where they can't distinguish what the intention behind things are and i've found it really difficult because even though my age group are insistent on using particular pronouns and 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 gender queer and gender fluid i didn't need to be told an a label i if you say he or she went with a smile i can tell you're coming from a good place i know it's not mean so i don't care so much about the wording and i and i can read where you're coming from i don't think a lot of people my age can it's do you think people have like regressed a little bit absolutely Ab, ab, absolutely. I think that now, um, I think everybody is uh, much more sensitive in um, other people's feelings, more so now than ever. Now, I don't know what that is caused from. You know, a lot of people, you know, says that it's caused from Trump being in the in the White House and, you know, all that stuff and everything. It just, you know, who, who knows where indeed it is. But I do believe now that when people um, approach things that they are not educated about or they're ignorant about, I think um, there are. Not all, but I think there are a good majority of people now that are kind of like walking on eggshells and kind of feeling out people to find out um, to where they don't want to be um, insensitive. So, so true. So true. You know, and I think, uh, and again, you know, just the way that I look at, you know, my, my belief system, because we all have our own belief systems. And that is basically your belief system is what basically creates your world around you in basically the fact of you're going to see, you're going to view the life. You're going to view life at whatever it is. Your belief system has that, that the belief system that you created. So you see what you want to see where some, someone may be looking at something and see something completely different than what you look at. Because you two have absolutely different belief systems. It has nothing to do with right or wrong. Nothing to do. Because I believe in this world, there is no right, there is no wrong. There's only the way, which is your journey. Is that, it, do, you, yeah. do you think that that's a spiritual thing as well? It, do I think it's it's spiritual? Yes, like the- oh, it's ve- that it's very very spiritual. It's all about it. when you are connected to source. Yeah, really, I mean, really connected to source, not connected to basically a 
um, a belief system that is handed to you by a pamphlet that was written years ago or what whatever nobody can tell you the real truth unless you are connected to source does, yes. it, does that make sense? So much so, so much so. When I when I wanted to do this new series where I wanted to talk and interview people that I was inspired by, I wanted to go into this and so much more because there's so that I just think like LGBT people are so there's such a spiritual side to LGBT people, which is part of our culture that yeah. is so it's intrinsic. Well, that's why they were put on this earth to be able to teach the world about diversity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why. That's why there is a plan for every everything in the world, good or bad. There are no accidents in this world, and so think about how boring the the Earth would be if everyone slept with the opposite sex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. I mean, or 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 vice versa. You know, it's all about diversity. It's all about accepting everybody in um in what it is that they choose to be able to be happy now i say that within reason i don't mean the fact of if 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 basically what makes you happy is molesting the child and that child is being hurt by that that's a whole different other story so sure. <laughs> that's that that that's but i'm just saying that you know you have to be able to go and you have to be able to understand that there are no accidents in this world. God has created diversity so that everybody can be able to look at something and be able to, in their minds, say to themselves, okay, he's different than I am. And I find that fascinating. Instead of, he's different than I am, let me see if I can change that person to be more like me. Sure. So it's funny because you've traveled so much with your shows from Singapore to, as we said, Japan and and China and even to the Bahamas. Everywhere you go, you find out these like bits of indigenous culture where like people used to celebrate the trans person or the gay person that tribally and all of that stuff was was part of it. There was no it was like a different type of flower, as you said, like people were celebrated for their differences or they have traditional roles. And I always think it's funny because a lot of like the shamans were considered too spirited or storytellers were too spirited. And and that's so it kind of like drag in a certain way has become almost like a westernized shaman in some regards it's strange and the west is the worst i mean you are so blessed and so lucky joe that you were able to be able to be where you're at because at least where you're at it's a little bit more accepted oh my god yes than than the the west so i mean you you definitely again that's one other thing that that you really should, and I'm sure you are, uh, be grateful for and be thankful for. Because, um, I mean, I really do believe with the journey that you had, you've touched more people's lives and have opened up more people um, with uh, acceptance um, of, 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 of different people and all this stuff than what you could ever 
imagine. Oh, and that's so, it means so much to hear that from you. And I do thank you. Thank you so much for being so um, kind today. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's true. It, it is true. And this isn't, this isn't just stuff that I'm saying. I mean, when I say something, I say it from my heart because I know, I mean, I know exactly what it is. Because like I said, the way that you have followed me, um, I have followed you, you know, and I just, I, I knew back when I started to be able to follow you i just wanted to basically like find out where you were <laughs> you down and give you a big hug oh. because i just knew that's what you really needed and so i try to i try to put a little bit of feelers out or whatever and i just didn't get a bite from you so i just figured it's all in timing and i figured eventually later on down the line we would be able to touch bases and get to know each other when the time was was right because i'm sure that you had your journey that you had to take i had mine that uh, that i had to take but but you know now now we've we've met each other and, and 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 things things are things are better now <laughs> yes no i'm i'm such an introvert and it's so strange because i i think people don't expect me to be so sort of cerebral because people see I've put myself out there for so many years but I'm quite shy and I'm quite embarrassed by things I noticed that I noticed that yeah 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 I noticed that but you know what that's the reason why that you're as gifted as you are because people who have an enormous amount of gifts are just really sensitive people you know and and that's that's the way it is and so I get it I totally get it (laughs) thank you um with your um with your career you've been doing this for so long and i i know that part of the journey you've gone on with your show with your brother there's been years where it hasn't been facilitating a massive income because of the nature of the type of business it is and i was wondering now you've become this incredible um this incredible like I can't even describe it, this phenomena that's been yeah. shown around the world. How do how can you advise someone that's starting out now that wants to play with performance, that wants to get their name out there, but doesn't have the sort of drag race exposure or they don't fit yeah. the niche? Is there any advice you would give someone that was starting on that journey? Absolutely. Um I I always I always tell people that my my belief system has always allowed me to um to know wherever there is a will there is a way yes (laughs) that is something that i have always followed and if you want something bad enough you are going to be able to find a way to be able to achieve that because you're going to have a will that's going to allow you to find a way that's where that phrase actually comes from. Now, is it is it is is getting to where I'm at difficult? Yes, it is. It is very very difficult, and I've worked. I'm not going to say harder than anyone else in in the business, but I've had to pay my dues over and over and over and over and over again, and many times i've had to literally go back to the beginning and start all over again but let me tell you what that did for me it allows me to be able to appreciate and be grateful for what it is that i have now more so than if it was to had come easy if it was i tell people if it's if it's easy everyone would be doing it so don't expect it to be easy because most likely it's not going to be easy 
Also, do one thing, just one thing, even if it's a small thing, every single day to be able to get that much more closer to what it is that you want to achieve. And what what that basically does is it basically makes you look back and say, okay, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. And it gives you momentum to be able to go forward and to be able to, um, you know, uh, get to where you're at. And don't give yourself a time limit because the universe does not deal in time. There's no such thing as time. So don't give yourself a time limit. You get there when you're supposed to get there. But do something every single day, even if it's small, to be able to get. Because sometimes people will have a dream, but they'll get overwhelmed by how long or what it is that they're going to have to do to be able to achieve that dream. That's why I always say take things in steps. If you want to get to the second floor, you're not just all of a sudden going to leap. (laughs) go up there you're going to take each step and some people will basically run up the steps and that's fine but i but then there's other people who basically have to be able it may take them a little bit of time just to be able to get to that one step and that's okay because that's the way i am i'm a very slow learner it's so funny, like um, that's there's an, an analogy I can think of with this because with me, I I always wanted to work out, and I always used to watch all these people that used to do like the workouts every morning, and they their body would like drastically change if they'd lose weight, and I used to I used to always like try and like copy all these like workout things, and it would never work. And then yeah. last year I got my back like um chiropractic, I got my whole body like realigned, and oh, there was yeah. some issue with my hips and my spine, and mm-hmm. n- like now I can do it, but I was so frustrated when I was younger I was like how can I possibly possibly get to where I wanted to be because it just wasn't working and now it is I'm like oh my god now 10 years in (laughs) that's right that's right and I I actually I get adjusted a lot because that's really important especially for someone who sits a lot and does makeup or someone who wears high heel shoes like us or dance or what whatever um your lot your your alignment is so important Another thing I bet that you found out once you were aligned, didn't you just feel better? Oh, my God. I had, like, a toxic shock release for yeah. – I, I got three um, over a course because they gave me a full, like, assessment and they said I was 40% outside of my mind – Yes. to body ratio like I was so out out of sync with what I was my hips were so out of sync my spine yeah. was in an S I, I'm six foot three now I didn't even like imagine I'd be that tall I was about six foot one it's made my yeah. me taller and I just feel like a different person now my whole body just seems to work better <laughs> yeah exactly right. and that's what and I definitely encourage you to be able to try to get adjusted once a month if you can yes um you know because it's gonna because what what happens is this is the more you get adjusted, the more your body will know it as normal and will prevent yourself from getting that unaligned so quickly. Does, does that make sense? So, so, yes, yes. You get like a memory in your muscle. Right, exactly. Correct. Yes. I can't wait to get out of lockdown and go back to my lady, Becky. She's so good. <laughs> yeah, 
exactly. You need, you really do need a good, a good, you know, chiropractor. And, and, you know, it's so funny because just like for, for me, um, I could sit in a particular chair and stay and sit within like an hour in that chair. And by the time that I get up, I'm out of line. I mean, that's how easy my body becomes unaligned. It's as easy as that for, for me. So I have to really be careful about, oh, you know, uh, getting, getting adjusted because an, another thing too, is that if you're not, if you're not eating right, and if you're not um, getting adjusted, you're going to deal with a lot of brain fog, especially as you get older. Okay. Uh, brain fog is basically um, what happens is that you just, you can't think, think clearly. It's interesting. I'm trying to encourage my family to get it because my, my sister had a baby and she's out of alignment. My mum's always had a terrible back. I think it would really help them. I'm going to I'm going to tell them that it would help with their brain fog. <laughs> it, would. it would. Exactly. Very, very much. Very, 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 very much. See, I'm into I'm so into diet and all this stuff. That's that's like the second thing I do besides, you know, inter- entertaining. I um I, I, um, I'm really into like, uh, you know, uh, studying the microbiome. Uh, oh my God. I love this. I'm doing, I'm working with a, um, a, a, they, they basically do a 12 week plan of, of resetting your, your stomach biome. I'm doing, oh my God, I love amazing. it. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's, that's, that's basically what I'm all about because you what a lot of people don't realize is that your your microbiome is basically the largest majority of your immune system yes you know and so that's why all these people who are getting sick from this coronavirus it's basically because their microbiome is out of whack and in it's basically because their immune system just is not working Properly. They do transfers, don't they, in Australia all the time, and they've seen remarkable results with all manner of illnesses, from Parkinson's to yep. just correcting the bacteria levels to so they're like a healthy mix. It's, it's, it's fantastic. As easy as that. It's as easy as that. When when your body develops like any type of immune uh, dysfunction or autoimmune or whatever, it's or even autism, it's always linked to the microbiome. It's fascinating. I'm so into that. Yeah. Yeah. How funny. And you know what? A lot of people have no, have no idea about this. No idea. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed. I have to. I like, I'm kind of like a, a sciencey geek. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have to send you, I've got to send you this one woman. You will absolutely love her. Her name is like Shivana or, or whatever. And she literally, if you follow her, you'll get emails. And she has all kinds of different uh seminars that you can be able for for free that you can be able to uh download and and all that stuff and she talks to some of the lead doctors all over the world that basically study uh the microbiome and um all kinds of different stuff it's absolutely fascinating i'll I'll send you oh my god i love that i'd love that i'll dive into the rabbit hole of her videos and (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a, it's amazing, and you'll you'll learn so much. And um, you know, I take I take, of course, supplements um, from um, a, a company that she recommends that actually concentrates on uh, microbiome, microbiome, and uh, getting that adjusted. You know, there's also there's also tests too. They have like certain tests 
that you can take um, that will actually tell you what type of condition your microbiome's in. This is so funny because I'm literally waiting for test results on this at the moment. Are you really? Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> I am. I, I, <laughs> I've been but doing all this amazing. stuff. I love all this stuff. I'm so fascinated by the body because it was always amazing to me that people were like into makeup and stuff because I love makeup because it's artistic. But I always thought yeah. like if your body's not right, you're just going to be like put in paint on like a bad canvas. You might as well improve the canvas to start with. Yes. <laughs> that, that is... That is so true. That that is so true because your skin has so much to do with what what it is you eat. Yes. You know? And and that's you know that's 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 the main thing. That's why these these young people, God bless them, they have such beautiful skin, but they're putting so much junk and alcohol and the smoking and what whatever else they're they're doing. When they get to be a certain age they're not going to have a very good canvas at all. No, you know? no. I'm trying to be very healthy with the Alcoa because I can drink like a fish. I've got Italian heritage on my on my dad's side and they just okay. they yeah. just drink, 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 drink. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I, can, sure. I can fill my boots, but I've been like very, very, very good this year. I've hardly drunk at all, which I'm very proud good. of. <laughs> good. Well, you're going to you're going to find this fascinating about me i've never had one sip of alcohol in my life i could tell i can tell because your <laughs> voice is so beautiful <laughs> yeah and that's exactly the the reason why i was told by seth you know uh, uh the seth riggs and all of i mean my god there was so many great great singers that i grew up with that i knew famous people and every single one of them said you want to keep your voice for a lifetime do not drink alcohol because it will literally destroy your your voice. And so that's why so many people are like, my God, you're 55 and you can still reach those notes. Well, it's because I've never smoked and I've never had alcohol. You know? and, <laughs> it's and a discipline. I'm also real particular about my sugar intake. I only allow myself around 10 grams, 15 grams of sugar a day. Um, you know, I'm really particular about sugar because sugar is literally – um like like poison it's the devil it's the devil i can't i can't have anything i can but i don't i don't even have a sweet tooth at the best of times but i hate things that are disguised and they are like actually sugar (laughs) yes exactly and but but there's so much you know you can be able to have if you you know you say you don't have a, a sweet tooth i do but i basically i make my all my all my um stuff my, my treats and my different stuff myself. So therefore, I know what's going into the ingredients and everything I do is keto. So, yes. you know, instead of flour, I use almond flour. I use coconut flour. Instead of sweetener, yes. I'll use, you know, like stevia or I'll use, you know. Do um, you use psyllium husks? Because I always see the keto recipes with psyllium husks and in, in like instead of like the flour and eggs. And I've never used them. Uh, you know what? No, I've never used it. I never even no. I never even uh, thought about that at at all. Most of the uh, like, if it cause asks for flour, I'll use almond flour or I'll use coconut flour. Um, but but sealum husk. No, I've never. I've never even. Oh, a lot of the recipes I've done, like I, with the almond flour, if I've tried to make like a dough, like cauliflower and almond, I've always had like an almondy taste. And my friend said, no, you have to use psyllium husks and it gets rid of the almondy taste. Really? Yes. Wow. I was intrigued by it. There's quite a few recipes online because I'm vegetarian as well as um, 
okay, I try and do sure. low carb. I've never been able to eat meat in my life. I've it made me really sick as a baby. So I grew up in like a carnivorous okay. family, just not being able to eat meat. So I I just cook all this crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, so so you really have to be careful about. Um, you know, uh, making sure that you get the right protein. Yes, you know? yes, yeah. that's the hard I mean, part. That, that's that's important. See, I'm my uh, my blood is O. I don't know if it's O positive or negative, but it's O. And so I basically I follow uh, the eat right for your blood type as well. Oh, you do that one. Oh, intriguing. I do. I do, I do that as well because that really um, there's not been one thing that they have said where I have ate or have not ate, where, like, like if it says, you know, don't eat this, if mm. I eat it, I, my body immediately tells me it's, it's not good for me. I just don't, don't feel, feel right. But one thing that it definitely does say about me, I have to eat beef. I have to eat meat. Um, Interesting. I tried not eating meat. My body would, would it, I don't, I do not feel right. As soon as I have meat, my body's like, oh my God, thank you so much. And so that's what it says for um, eating of your blood type as well. I can also send send you that that link as well because this uh, the, this the, the website is fabulous. Do you know what what type of uh, of uh, blood you are? No, no. I'm going to get that out with the results of this test and drink in a moment. I'm very excited. It's apparently meant to tell you all of the like all of this stuff. So I'm very I'm intrigued. But please send all the links. I'll definitely look into them. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll send you the link to that, and I'll send you the link to the microbiome. The Shavana, uh, her, her, yeah, whatever. You'll, you'll love it, and you'll be able. When I tell you, she is connected with everything. There's this amazing doctor by the name of, uh, it's a K I R A N Karen, uh, uh, Krish, Krishna, uh, K R I S H A N A. He's a doctor, and he is un. Believable. He literally is the best microbiome doctor um, in the U.S. Wow. And he does. She does a lot of interviews with with him as as, as well. Oh my god! I can't so, wait to I can't wait to see all of this. So yeah. I'm going to quickly ask you one question. Um, you've been on a fabulous show called The Kaminsky Method. Yes, yes, yes. I loved I love doing that. Oh my god, that was that was one of the highlights of. Of, of my career. I love the picture of Patty LaBelle and you. <laughs> oh my God. What I tell you, honey, we had Patty LaBelle and I, okay, so Pat, oh, we all, so Patty LaBelle, Jay Leno, Michael Douglas, Alan Arkin, Nancy Travis, we all shared the same dressing room because we were on location in a synagogue. That's, that's where we, we did the uh, funeral scene. Yes. We were all <laughs> in the same dressing room. And when I tell you, there was nothing better than to be able to be in the dressing room with all these legends. We ate together. We had we had we had four, five, we had we had three meals together. Like you know, uh, you know, through, throughout the, the the whole week. Oh my God, the stories <laughs> that they were telling and they were about different people they've worked with and all that stuff. Michael Douglas spent an hour just talking about when he was doing. Um, the uh, Liberace behind the, the uh, Candra Opera. Oh. I don't know if, if, if you've ever seen that, the life story of Liberace. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, my God. He I, spooks you, me. He, He's got such a spooky face. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, 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 amazing. Amazing. So, anyways, um, yeah. So, we, um, 
it was just it was just un, un, unreal. We we had the 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 best time. And Patty, oh my God, she is just. I mean, she is just absolutely unbelievable. And she is so. Even though she's religious, she is so like um, she loves gay people more than anything because two of her assistants are like really gay. Yeah, you know. And um, she she was just great. I mean, we we had such an amazing amazing time so so anyway so go go on on. is there anything i was going to ask that you haven't done that you'd like to do like is there any areas of performance or entertainment that you want to conquer next oh god yes you know believe it or not i would like to be able to be on a series as a regular character uh both me doing um, just as a male and a female. That would as, be amazing. Well. And have, now, did you see, I don't know if you saw, I mean, I, I put on my uh, Facebook page a while, uh, a while ago, uh, 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 um, like a short little movie that I did. This was years ago where I played the male and the female. Did, did you see that? It no, I, I missed Bet, that one. I haven't seen Bet. that one. Okay. I, I just, I just did it like about a, a month ago. So go to my Facebook. We're, okay. we're Facebook friends, right? Yes, we are. So uh, it just search through it or, or whatever. It's I'll have a look. bakes a souffle. Okay. <laughs> and it was done years ago, years ago. But it was done by this uh, a student who was at UCLA, and he wanted to use me for his movie, for his thesis movie, whatever. And we did it. And I, I and I played played both the male and the female. You, you, ha- you have to watch the whole thing. It's a, it's a little little bit of, of, of a corny script, but. I enjoyed doing it because I was able to do both parts of both male and female. But now that I'm more, you know, um, you know, that I have a little bit of, uh, you know, um, experience, I would love to be able to, like, do something to where I could be able to do, you know, both uh, myself uh, and also maybe like, uh, you know, a female or basically celebrities or, you know, what, whatever. That would be phenomenal. Well, where can my audience find you and your shows coming out of lockdown? So do yeah. you, what yeah. are your links? Okay. Yeah. So, um, of course, um, our website, which is the T H E Edwards, E D W A R D S twins, T W I N S.com, the Edwards twins.com. And, and then, uh, and then we also have, um, Anthony, I'm, I'm doing an uh, interview. Um, and then, um, let's see here. Uh, also, we have our own Facebook page, which is the Edwards Twins. Yes. As well. And then my Facebook page, which is Eddie Edwards. Now, um, I'm like like probably 10 people away from 5,000 but everything that I post is to the public as well. So yes. they don't necessarily have to be my friends to be able to, you know, get the, <laughs> you know, yes. um, you know, my, my, my Facebook page. And then, um, that, that's pretty much everything that we have. We don't have, I, you know, it's interesting. I have a, um, I have an Instagram account, which I can give you. I just, you know, I don't put a lot of stuff on there. Because I just I'm not as savvy with that as I am Facebook. Yes. <laughs> um, you know I don't know. Do, are you? Do you do a, a, a lot of stuff on on? I do. I do no? I've literally just started because I I stopped. 
my whole like promotion of my makeup stuff when I had my eye and that's when Instagram got really big so I do use it and I can put all your links in the description below after as well so that would, that would be great everything. so, so <laughs> my, my link to my is uh it's easy it's Eddie Edwards live fantastic E-D-D-I-E, Eddie, Eddie Edwards live that's my uh Instagram I'm gonna really kind of try to force myself to start doing more on that there there's like when you put videos there's a time limit that you can that you only can do for uh Instagram than Facebook right is that no, true they've not? changed it now they've now got IGTV which allows you to upload up to I think about 20 minutes or so oh that's great and okay, it just awesome. shows a preview of a minute but then you can keep on going it just opens it up further so it's all gotcha. integrated now but I just wanted to say thank you so 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 much for all your lovely words and for taking the time to speak to me today because it's been a pleasure and hopefully oh God, when I get a pleasure oh, for me. thank oh, you it, it has been wonderful and listen if you need if you need anything else from me you have my number. You have all my uh, info. You know what I need uh, from you is um, wh- where do you want me to send the links at? It, just send them on my Facebook or I'll put an email address Facebook. after. Okay. Um, but That's I will cool. add all your details in below. And when I get my test results back from all that crazy investigation, yes. I'll give you a phone call and we can chat privately. <laughs> that would be great, honey. I would, I would love it. Listen, it's always a pleasure. I love you. I adore you. Oh. Thank you so much for all your your inspiration stay happy stay healthy um uh, tell tell your partner i said hello even though i don't 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 know him but i'm, <laughs> I'm so happy that you actually found one and when we have more time to talk i'll we'll, I'll, we'll, we'll get into you know per- personal stuff and all this stuff because i've got i've got i've got a lot of stories that you'll find tales to tell <laughs> as well so lovely all um, right love to you and family and i'll speak to you on facebook you too joe take, okay, care. take care Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. It was so amazing. And as you can see, I do appreciate that. And we'll definitely have to bring Eddie back for some more talk about macrobiotic stuff because I love all of the nutrition things we mentioned (laughs) so please check out all the links um, to his work in the description below it's been such a pleasure to connect with so many of my idols and speak to older people in the community about what's been going on before us (laughs) so please check it all out thank you guys take care and I'll see you in the next episode